Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Praise God. Man, a new series today. Check this out. How good is God? I'm glad you asked. How good is God? Oh, man, he's so good. There's never been anything like him that to have ever crossed the horizon, ever. How good is God? Well, let's just talk about that for a little bit. How good is God? Well, you're here today. How many of you have ever survived a car wreck? Raise your hand. How many of you have ever survived an illness? Raise your hand. A surgery. A bad breakup. <laughs> Who knows? An accident of some kind. Oh, yeah. Dad, Dad survived war. Praise God. <laughs> Top that one, right? Dad, Dad would be a tough guy to have at a party when everybody's bragging about stuff and Dad's just quiet. And they're like, yeah, man, you know, I did this and I got four wisdom teeth taken out and I have stitches and Dad's just quiet. And they're like, what did you do? He's like, well, I went to war. Okay. You win. Everybody shut up. How good is God? Wow. He's amazingly good. He's taken care of you up to this point. He's taken care of you up to this point in your life, and you say, man, how did I even make it, the goodness of God? How did I get through that season? Some of y'all are looking back on last year going, how did I do that? Well, the goodness of God. You didn't do it alone. Some of you are saying, man, I don't even know. I wasn't, I don't know if I was as faithful to God as I should have been. But yeah, it was God's mercy and his grace on your life holding on to you. Some of you say, man, I don't know if I held on to God as tight as I should have. Well, guess what? God was holding on to you, wasn't he? And here you are. You say, you don't know what I've been through in my marriage. Maybe not. But God knows and he's been with you through it all. You say, you don't know what I've been through in my body. Maybe not. But God knows, and he's been with you through it all. You don't know the heart, heartbreak I've felt. Well, I've, I've, ex I've experienced some of that, but I don't know exactly what you've been through, but God does, and he's been with you through it all. How good is God? Oh, man, there's nothing like God in your universe or mine. There's nothing like God. His difference, his, his differentness, his apartness, his... His holiness. See, holiness means he's just, he's so different that the Hebrews didn't even know what to call him. They just said he's different. He's like nothing we've ever experienced. He's not quite like us. He's different. His goodness knows no bounds. Let's go to Psalm 6511. Psalm 6511. This is going to resound in your hearts today. It's resounding in mine already. I can feel the presence of God today in this house. I don't know what he's up to, but God, you go ahead and do it because you're good and we trust you, Lord. Man, Sunday night, and so instead of nights of prayer every month, we're going to have every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Instead of the first three nights of the month, or, you know, the first Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of the month, that's been changed to every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Praise God, that's at least four, four times a month, right? That's great. Why? Because God is good and we need him. Look at this. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. <clears throat> I love this verse. I say that to y'all like every other week. I'm like, man, this is my favorite verse. <laughs> you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. 
My wife and I, I'm going to tell you right now, my wife and I have been through some stuff, and I say, man, this was hard, but God blessed us through it all. You say, yeah, financially, yes, but he blessed us, even with words speaking to us. God has spoken to me in the darkest of times. There's been dark times, and God was speaking to me going, hold on, it's almost done. Simple words, I'm with you, or some word that just fit for my situation in the darkest of times. Some of you have been through illnesses, and God has said, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to be healed. Scripture says you will live and not die and declare the glory and the works of the Lord. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Times you're going through hard stuff, but then you may not always realize it when you're walking through it, but you look back and go, wow, God took care of everything. He took care of everything. Let me tell you something. I'm grateful for the small things because God is good. You know what dad likes to bless us with for Christmas? I love this. Y'all ready? My dad is very practical. I think, I think, we already know about it. I think he and Ms. Norma team up and buy us all these practical, wonderful gifts. And she's smiling over there. But then dad goes the extra mile, and he gets me every year. He gets me, and the men in our family, he gets us Mach 3 razors. Don't laugh just because I'm bald. Come on. I knew y'all were going to get that one quick. Y'all are quick, man. This is a quick crowd. But, man, Mach 3's on this head and this face. I love it. I don't even hardly ever cut myself. I just love it, man. They work right. They were built for me. That's a small thing. Say, wow, what do I do with that? That's because I'm great. That's because I have a great family. No, God is good. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the small things I'm grateful for. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Let's go to Psalm 23.6. Look at this one. Psalm 23.6. I love this verse because it even uses the word that we're talking about here. Surely your goodness, we're talking to God here. The psalmist is talking to God. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You, you say, man, wait, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Does that mean coming to church? Well, that's just part of it. See, you don't re recognize it. Once you've accepted Jesus, you may forget this, but you are the house of the Lord. You are his dwelling place now, and that's forever. If Jesus does not return for us in this lifetime, and we, we get to be old, and some more of the men in here get to be bald-headed like me as they get older, I don't know, hopefully not. Somebody said it can turn white as long as it doesn't turn loose. <laughs> Mine turned loose. I'll never forget that. Doesn't matter. He's your God when you're young. He's your God during good times. He's your God during bad times. He's your God when you were young. And he said, I'll be with you when you're older or old and gray. I am the God of your life. He will always be with you. Always. Let's read that whole verse again. I don't know if I'm even going to get through this thing today. This is just has me lit up. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my... Can you imagine? Let's go back again. Thank you on the screens. You're doing a fine job. I, I, did y'all get that? His goodness and unfailing love will chase you. There's been times, maybe you've never experienced this. I remember when I was running from God's calling on my life. I remember I was a kid and I was intimidated by some things I was going through and it seems like I'd start to seek God and I'd get attacked with stuff. 
And I was just, I was like, man, this is too much. I'm just going to serve God, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to preach, man. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm going to run from this calling. And man, I remember even when I was running from God, like Jonah, God was pursuing me with goodness and unfailing love. Goodness and unfailing. I saw it through mom and dad. Just being good to me, man, when I didn't deserve it. Just being good. God being good to me when I didn't deserve it. Blessing me and taking care of me, giving me good jobs. And I always knew right back here in the back of this now bald head, back here, I always knew it. God was going, this ain't it. This ain't it. I'm going to bless you and take care of you. This ain't it. I did stuff, and he would just bless me. He'd take care of me. He'd give me favor. But he's going, this ain't it. I'm going to get you where you need to be with me. And he was following me and pursuing me with goodness and unfailing love. Am I any better than you? No. Are you any better than me? No. We may be different. We may be in different seasons and stations and roles and callings in life, different places in life, but we all belong to God. And according to Scripture, he doesn't see Mexicano and, and lighter skin and, and darker skin and Jew and Greek. I added some of that. That's the Matt translation. Scripture just says Jew nor Greek, male or female. He sees all of us as his people. And surely his goodness and unfailing love will pursue you all the days of your life. All the days of your life. Somebody say all. I love that word because it's so small, but it means so much. A-L-L. Did I just bring back a commercial from the 80s? Do y'all remember? Do y'all remember all? Was that, was, is, that, is that something? Laundry detergent. Kids would be in a commercial going A-L-L. I just remembered that. All. All means all. Hmm. All the days of my life. All the days of your life. Somebody say all the days of my life. Yeah. Let's say the whole thing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Part time. Sometimes, one day, no, now and forever. Now and forever. Let's go to Romans 2.4. This is in the New King James Version. Romans 2.4. Check this out. This is an interesting verse. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance? That means him holding back. Did you know God holds back in judging us many times? We should have been judged and dealt with. And God held back. Because of his goodness, he held back. And his long-suffering, he's patient. He suffers long. He suffers us long. He takes it and takes it and takes it. And then God allows something to happen in our lives, and he's dealing with us at times. Say, man, I lost my job or whatever. Yeah, but it got your attention, didn't it, for God. His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering. Not knowing that the goodness of God, somebody say goodness. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. His goodness draws people to him. I don't know who this is for today. Maybe it's for somebody on the podcast. Maybe it's for somebody at kingsgatehobs.com when they hear this message, when we put it online or post it to the podcast. Maybe it's for somebody in here today, but somebody needs to hear this. Stop running from him. Stop running from him. I tried it. It was sorry. It was weak. It was worthless. The only thing that I got out of it was the, the school of hard knocks. I learned some stuff, but man, it, don't waste your time running from God. Don't be like Jonah. 
God's going to have his way anyway. You guys remember the story of Jonah? Running and running and running. And then he finally obeyed God, and then, but he had to obey God because he got swallowed by a large fish. Some would say, well, it was a large fish. We don't know. And then he had to do it, and he did it, and then he did it with a bad attitude. And then he was like, I knew because of your good. He was complaining because of God's goodness. He despised God's goodness. He said, I knew because of your goodness you were going to pardon these people and forgive them. I don't know why he hated Nineveh so bad. I guess they were Assyrian, and they were enemies of his people. But he just, he just had a hatred for him. Don't be like Jonah. Don't be doing it with a bad attitude. Do you know in the Old Testament, did you know God dealt with his people? He said, you did not serve me gladly. I've heard people over the years, probably nobody in here, I need this bears repeating. Man, man, we were in the world, we did all this, and I'm all, you're so joyful about it. Now you're miserable. I ought to slap the taste out of your mouth. When you get serious, you drop the TH and put an F. I'm going to slap your mouth. <laughs> Shut up. It's funny, you leave Egypt and your mind plays tricks on you. You go, man, we had garlic and onions and leeks and... Garlic and onions now, and it messes with my breath. I got it now. Praise God. He said, oh, man, oh, man, the freedom. I, I've heard guys, man, I was, I heard guys before brag about it. Man, I was sleeping with all these women. And, yeah, that's why you, it's taking you so long to get right because you're a knucklehead now. You're looking back on the past going, man, it was great. It was great. No, it wasn't. It was miserable. People told me about their, their stories and their testimonies. It blows me away. And they say it in faith, and they're loving God for his goodness. They go, man, I don't know how I got home. I don't know how I made it. I was sick. I was sick in my mind, and I was messed up. And everybody's testimony is different, but it all goes back to what? The goodness of God. Say, well, man, Pastor Matt, you, you didn't grow up like some of us. You weren't into that. Yeah, but look, look at God's power. God was strong enough to rescue you from that lifestyle, and God was also strong enough to keep me from that lifestyle. Is that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. Am I better than you? No. Are you better than me? No. We're God's kids, and we are representatives of his goodness. The same God who can keep you now is the same one who rescued you. And the same God that, that kept some folks from never going into that lifestyle. But it was powerful, and it took a mighty work for God to pull you out of that lifestyle, didn't it? Say, man, it should have killed me. Maybe so. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. Some of you got excited with that. Some of you are like, man, did I miss something? What did he just, what? What? Mm, in his goodness, I'm... Man, I'm so grateful today. I am so grateful today. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. And in his perfect goodness, oh, this is powerful. In his perfect goodness, he lets us choose. Hmm. He lets you choose. Can you imagine? Some of us, y'all know how it is. Let me, let me mess with Latins now. I got Latin blood flowing through my veins. Let me mess with some of you Latins in the house. Let's say some of y'all are like, uh -uh, that's not Latin. That's just carnal. That's everybody. Well, I know this about Latins. Sometimes, man, you deal with some Latin folks, and you're in a relationship. They're like, oh, you will love me or else. <laughs> we were at the table one time. We were at the table one time, and I was making jokes, and my wife hates for me to say stuff like this. I said, I'm going to live to be old with my wife, but God's got to bless me so I can leave her a bunch of money. 
And if she want, wanted to remarry, she can spend all that money. And see, people are like, what are you, what? That's crazy. I'm like, why would I care? I'd be in heaven. And then she'd come join me. But she, she says, uh-uh, we're going to go see Jesus in our 90s the same day. I said, okay, baby. But the, that's not even the funny part of the story. I was telling this story to someone, and a dude looked over at, at his uh, fiance, and he goes, man, if I died, you're going you're gonna to become a nun. Man, shut your mouth. I said, dude, and I didn't even say, it's like, why do you care? See, my point is this. God doesn't force you to love him. Are you going to serve me? Or you're, you're going to, no. He brings judgment and stuff and allows things to happen. That's his goodness to get you to serve him. But in the, in the end, people can just say, I don't want you. That's really what hell's about. Hell is, say, man, his sin. Well, it really goes back to they just rejected Jesus. They said, God, I don't want you. They said, no, it was homosexuality. It was lesbianism. It's because they murdered somebody. It's because they were into all these substances, and they were perverted, and they did all this, and they lied, and they broke the Ten Commandments. No, they rejected Jesus, his sacrifice, and the way that he removes our sin. And that is God's goodness. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. We're not in a weird relationship with God where he's like, uh-huh, you're going to, I'm going to force you. And the devil likes to play games with that. My wife and I were talking about this. Remember the Garden of Eden? God told Adam and Eve what? He said, you can have anything you want in the garden except for the one in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So the first thing the devil came and asked or said, the snake, the serpent, said, did God really say you can't have any of the fruit? God didn't say that. And Eve corrected him. She said, uh, no, he just said we can't have that one. But then there was a doubt placed. Wait, but there's the one. Why, why can't I? Why can't I? God gave them free will, but he also gave them limits and boundaries. Some of you parents in here are going, yeah, I'm less than perfect, but I love my kids. I want to be good to them. And I have reasons for this and reasons for yes and reasons for no. You as a human... Not being perfect, you have stuff like that and boundaries, and, but you have goodness too. It's God's goodness and his boundaries, man, that have kept us alive so long. One man of God said, a train, it runs freest on the tracks. Say, no, I'm not going to do it that way. God created me for this, but I'm not going to do that. Hollywood and, and people who say they got it figured out, it's full of heartbreak. And Instagram's full of heartbreak, and you just can't see it through the filters. The filter throws you off. Said, oh, man, they got, man, it's perfect. Oh, you look on Instagram, and there's a woman in the hospital, just gave birth to a baby, and you think, why, why do they all look so good in there? They have makeup on. <laughs> and it plays tricks with us. And that's great. That's fine. There's a lot of good things on Instagram. But what I'm saying is the world paints a picture of things sometimes that are apart from the goodness of God, and they put all kinds of paint on it. Hey, you can put paint on a monkey. You can put lipstick on a monkey. It's still a monkey. You can let me be part of the wig party that Dad said. I'm still bald. He's in the wig party. He has a wig on. I'm still bald. 
Don't let the devil lie to you about the goodness of God. Don't let him question God in your ear and in your mind. He does it. He does it as often as he can, and it happened to you. It happened to you today, but it's happened to you this past year. Maybe it's happened today. I don't know. And he's going to try to do it the rest of your life, but you go, shut up. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus himself was tempted with all kinds of stuff, and Satan was attacking lots of stuff in those temptations. He was attacking the goodness of God. He was making a mockery. He was tempting Jesus to do different things, and he was attacking God's goodness. Say, man, well, God's goodness, I know, but why, why can't I do all this? Why can't I do all that? Because it's not good for you. And in God's goodness, he tells you what's good for you. Many people just don't listen. You need to be reminded of that in 2020, all right? Be reminded of God's goodness. I am not by any stretch of the imagination, going to finish this message today, so I will continue next week. But I do, I do want to bring up a couple of references because God in his perfect goodness, he lets us choose. This is not in the lineup, but Joshua 24, 15 says, choose today who you will serve. Choose. Somebody say choose. We have so many choices in the U.S., right? Choice colors of clothes and different things we can choose. You got shoes in your closet. You got choice. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30, 19. Today, God's speaking to his people. You are his people now. Today, I've given you the choice between life and death. Isn't God good? And it's really a no-brainer. I don't know who needs to hear this today. Maybe there's somebody in here on the podcast that has messed with, the devil's messed with you in your mind or giving you thoughts, and you say, yeah, but, yeah, but, I want to serve God, but look at what I, no, it's real simple. You choose life or death. You choose him, and you get this great blessing of life and success and favor on earth, and then you go to be with Jesus one day and live forever in his presence, or you choose death, temporary, temporary pleasure, Scripture says, the pleasures of sin for a season. It's always seasonal. Oh, this is great, man. This is wonderful, huh? But then it ends, and you're cooked. He says, today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. What does the next verse say? Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Are your choices important? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's God's goodness that even gives us a choice, enables us to choose. It's his grace that enables us to even choose in the first place. But then you get to a place and God says, I call on heaven and earth. Everything I've created is going to witness the choice you make. The choice you make for God is eternal. Are you still with me? Oh, that you would choose life. That's what it says right there. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. What does the next verse say? You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to what? To him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, wow, it's a no-brainer. If you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord has promised to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You say, man, that's for Israel. No, we're in a better covenant now, so you have that promise and more. And now his commandments are what? Love him and love other people. It's that simple. 
It's that simple. I'm not even going to get into my points today. But I, I want to encourage you today to choose the goodness of God in 2020. Say, how do I know about the goodness of God? Here's what I'm doing right now to remind myself. I'm reading the one-year Bible. Say, man, it's not pastor's favorite. It's not everybody's favorite. At one point, I didn't like it. I just felt led this year. I said, I like the one-year Bible because it's moving through the Bible, but it gives me some in the Old Testament. It gives me some in Psalms and Proverbs, and it gives me some in the New Testament every day. Average reader takes 15 to 20 minutes to read that. So if you want to join me this year, it's not too late to start. Get into the one-year Bible today. Start today, and you can learn more about the goodness of God. How good is He? His Word proclaims it. His Word proclaims it. You say, how good is God? Well, He gives you the power to choose. And I'm going to get more into that next week. He gives you the power. He enables and empowers us to choose Him. And in choosing Him, you choose well. Are you still with me today? Declare 2020 as the year that you will get to know God more and you will receive and not fight against the goodness of God. See, because when you disobey God, you're fighting against His goodness. I don't know if you've ever thought of it that way. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. It's like a mom trying to give her baby carrots, right? It's good for that baby. Some vegetables, some good stuff. I don't want it. I don't want it. They don't know. In the same, we're the same way. So I'm like, God's trying to give you something, but he is not going to force feed you. He's trying to give you something good and something great. It could just be, even in the simplest of things, life-changing. Life-changing. Sometimes we miss the, the small details. We go, oh, that's not a big deal. I'll just... No, Scripture says it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. The little things that, nah, I'm just not going to. Or, yeah, I, I know that's a weird thought, but I'm going to just play with that thought. It's small, but I'm going to just entertain it. No, don't do it. Choose God and his goodness this year. Choose God and his goodness in 2020 because he's given you the power, the ability, and the grace to choose. What a great God we serve. Go ahead and stand to your feet today and bow your heads. Close your eyes as the music plays, if you would. How good is God? Wow, he's, there's nothing that compares to him. It is the goodness of God that draws you to repentance. It is the goodness of God that pulls you in. God's pursuing you. He's pursuing you with goodness and unfailing love. He's pursuing you with goodness and unfailing love, so give in to him. Let him catch you. Let him catch you now. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, now this is not, this is not for people that need to repent of sin or whatever primarily. You can repent of any sin if you're already a believer, and you can get right with God just like that as we pray this prayer. But this is for folks who have never made Jesus the Lord of their life. They've never raised their hand to accept him. They've never made a conscious decision to accept Jesus. Is there anybody in this house who says, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life right now? I want to accept the goodness of God. Would you raise your hand, and I will pray with you today. Anybody in this house, God bless you. God bless you. Mm, it takes courage. Let's pray together. We're going to be in heaven together one day, all of us in here. Let's all pray. I want everybody to open their eyes, though. I'm going to do something different. Open your eyes. And look up here, and I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. You can pray with your eyes open, too. You realize that, right? you got to be able to drive and pray, too, sometimes. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive the sacrifice of Jesus. 
I declare that He is my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Hold on tightly to me, God. I can't do it on my own. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. I need your hope. I need your help. I believe that Jesus, everybody in the house, lift your hands. Say, I believe that Jesus is my Lord, the Lord of my life. I commit my life to Jesus. I believe he died and rose again for me so that I could be saved. I believe. And Lord, forgive me of any sin right now. This is for everybody. And cleanse me of any sin or wrongdoing. Bring me back to you closer than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's my prayer for you this year. That was a real simple altar call. We call it an altar call even if you didn't come to the altar. Hopefully you went to the altar in your heart with God and you did that humbly and with faith. But this is my prayer for you. This, God has really been laying this on my heart. We, uh, you guys don't always know the behind the scenes. Not everybody does, but Valeria, my sweet sister-in-law, my, my little sister, she, uh, she was getting with me about a month ago, and she says, what are we going to talk about in, in, in January? What's the series? And I just started, I had no idea. I've always got something to talk about concerning the Lord, but it really does something to my mind and the way my mind works to have to do a series. When I, when I commit to a series, well, that's four weeks, obviously. And I said, well, let, I'll get back with you. And she asked me a couple times, and finally I was praying. I asked the Lord, and it came so quickly and so simply to me was talk about my goodness. And then I stumbled across that verse, Psalm 6511. Would you, would you put 6511 up there again? That's a perfect promise for you today. I'm not turning you loose yet because I just feel like you need to hear this. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. He crowns it. When something is crowned, it's unmissable. That's my word I just coined right now. Can you imagine you're walking by someone on the street with a crown? I, I, and I hate Halloween, I do, but I always notice little girls with crowns. I walk by and I go, is that a princess? Is that Jasmine or whoever it is or the little mermaid? I don't know if she wears it, but I, I notice crowns. Huh, Crowds, crowns are unmistakable. God is going to crown this year for you with a bountiful harvest, and it's going to be unmistakable. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You're, it's gonna, and you know what else? Let me give you some more unwords. It's going to be unforgettable. I don't know what it's going to be for you. I wish I knew. I wish I knew because I want to be there when you get it. But you come to church and you tell us about it if it doesn't happen here. And you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. According, that's, what the, that's what the word of the Lord says. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Praise God. I love you guys. Go ahead and be seated today in God's presence.